What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Special edition of the podcast today. It is Friday, October 26th. College basketball starts in about a week. Got some expedition games. A very special edition of the podcast today. Founder of SoutheastHoops.com and March to Madness podcast. Founder Blake Lovell will be joining the show to preview SEC basketball this season. Really looking forward to him joining the show. But first and foremost, wanted to have some friends over to watch the big game but don't have enough space. Wish you had an open floor plan so you can pair your game day chili in the kitchen. Watch overtime on the living room TV. If you answered yes, it's your time to call John Murray and him directly at Century 21. They are licensed realtors with years of experience who can help you find the perfect home. You will be game day ready in no time. Call John Murray and Anna directly at 731-225-5655 or call their office at 731-668-7700. Century 21 is located at 620 Old Hickory Boulevard in Jackson, Tennessee. Next to Old Hickory Steakhouse, each office is independently owned and operated. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter at MitchDavis underscore 8. Like the Facebook page at The Mitch Davis Show, or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are found at The Mitch Davis Show. want to thank you all for tuning in to the show. We are joined by Blake Lovell on the phone right now. How are you doing, Mr. Blake? Doing good, Mitch. Yeah, it's... Uh you know it, it really is we talked about that earlier with uh with college football and college basketball i know you're busy with college basketball stuff and you mentioned to me earlier with about 100 articles and such talk about your website real quick yeah southeastsoups.com it's uh sec basketball and we are pretty much sec basketball wall-to-wall uh year-round and we're uh we got a lot of stuff going on over there, of course, now. We're doing schedule previews, player previews, and just writing stories left and right. But it's a great resource if you're an SEC basketball fan. Uh, there's, there's plenty to check out. There's plenty more on the way as we march towards uh, November 6th. Man, I, I'm so ready for college basketball, and I know you are. What are some of the storylines that you're watching heading into the season? Well, I think when you look at just, and then, you know, we talked about this before, when the SEC, it seems like every year we've talked about it, we said, okay, it's getting better this year, and then the next year it's like, well, it's getting even better this year. It's going to be the same thing. I think you're just going to see a league that probably, when you just look at the strength from top to bottom, it's going to be close to being as strong as it's ever been. Um, and I think you're looking at a situation where you've got, you know, a handful of teams that's not more that you feel like can probably make a pretty deep run in the NCAA tournament. So it's going to make for a, an exciting league night in and night out because I think you're just going to have a lot of those games. You know, you mentioned the NCAA tournament. I've got to ask you this question because everybody's asking the question. How many teams gets into the NCAA tournament out of the SEC? Well, I was pretty confident about a week ago when I said that nine, because I, I kind of identified the nine teams I thought were in pretty good shape. But when John Tate Porter tore his ACL, that kind of made me question Missouri, because I think it's just going to be hard for them now, uh, because everything was going to run through him. And now to lose a player like that and he's out for the year, that probably knocks down Missouri's outlook quite a bit. Um, but there's, there's still a chance for one of those other teams, you know, with Steak in there. I think South Carolina's a team that's kind of growing on me. Uh, they could be that ninth team. I mean, it, it's just the way it is. I think Georgia could surprise some people this year. 
Uh, so I just think that eight's probably the best bet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it winds up being nine. You know, before we start talking about your favorites win the SEC and the SEC preseason and such, who is your sleeper of the SEC out of the teams possibly that can make the NCAA tournament that could win the SEC? Well, I think there's the two teams I've been going back and forth on because I think they're probably the two you're going to see picked anywhere from seven to nine. I mean, you know, if you look around at all the preseason calls, everybody's got people in a different spot, but... I think Alabama and Vanderbilt are the two teams that I could really see kind of exceeding what people think from the outside. Uh, because you look at Alabama, and I know Colin Sexton's gone. I know what he did for them last year. Um, but they've got so many players back. They're adding a guy like Kevin Max who's going to come in and be a scorer right away. And they've just got good depth. They've got a good defense. Um, how they approach things on the defensive end of the floor is kind of, that's one of their strengths. they just got to be more consistent on offense. If that happens, I think Alabama's deep enough uh, to make a pretty, you know, considerable jump in the SEC and maybe surprise some people. Uh, Vanderbilt, the freshmen are just, they're outstanding. I mean, that freshman class is insanely good. And when you combine that with a guy like Saban Lee coming back and just, they've got a lot of interesting pieces. I think you just want to see how things come together because they're going to play more Bryce Root style this year. If everything comes together for them, I think Vanderbilt could probably finish a lot higher if you think. And, you know, it's interesting you talk about Vanderbilt. We both cover Vanderbilt and this and that. Who is probably going to be the leader of that Vanderbilt team heading into this year? Well, I think it's got to be Darius Garland. I mean, even though he's a freshman, I just he's just got all those intangibles. I think it's, take away just the fact that he's a really, really good basketball player. Um, he's someone that's going to be a future NBA player. But I just think he has those intangibles. He just kind of has that leader mentality um, because he does play point guard. And I think that's something Bryce Drew's going to be able to rely on quite a bit this year. And I just, I think people, you look at the, you know, we always look at five stars. You look at the, how many stars a player has and all that. But until you actually see him on the court, you can't ever really put, you know, everything together. But I think with him, I think he's just going to wow a lot of people this year, and I think he's just going to be someone that has a chance to make them, like I said, really, really good. And as long as there's enough consistency and help around him, which I think there can be, uh, I think you know it's going to be that type of year for Bryce Drew and company. I think they're finally going to really turn a corner this year. You know, I completely agree with you on that, and I think Vanderbilt fans, and you probably agree with this, Vanderbilt fans are ready for – to get back to that memorial magic and get back in the NCAA tournament under, you know, when they were under Kevin Stallings. I think last year was kind of a wake-up call to Vandy fans because those people still packed out most of the games last year at Memorial. Yeah, and that's the, that's the way the fan base has always been. I mean, we, we know that. You know, you go to games there, you just see – it's just that they want it to be that way. And, and you can remember back, like, you know, many, many years ago how packed that place is. It's still one of the, the greatest venues in all of college basketball. And it's a fan base that, quite frankly, you know, is dealing with issues on the football side right now, and they know – but they have coming in with basketball, and it's, there's a lot to be excited about. And I think it, it is. It's going to be a year where they have a chance to really turn a corner. Um, and even if they lose some games, here's the thing. A lot of teams in the SEC are going to lose some games. You know, Kentucky's going to lose some games. Tennessee's going to lose some games. Uh, that's just because of the competition now. So I do think you're going to see Vanderbilt really grow as a program this year. Just the ability to get in these types of recruits uh, is going to help them long-term anyways. You know, you mentioned Kentucky and Tennessee. 
let's talk about that rivalry and where you see it. Let's just say five years from now and also this year. Are those two teams really the clear-cut favorite in the SEC? Or is there an Auburn or is there a Florida-Mississippi State that can jump up there and compete with Kentucky and Tennessee? I think I would probably, which to start the season, you know, Auburn's got an injury situation they're dealing with. But I do think you could probably lump in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Auburn together uh, just because I love what Auburn has coming back. And plus they're getting Austin Wiley back in the mix and your boy. Um, and I think just getting those guys to combine it with what they got from back with Jared Harper, Bryce Brown, all those guys. Um, you just you know, Auburn's going to be a very dangerous team. They're going to be hard to match up against. But when you look at Kentucky, clearly, I mean, it's it's Kentucky, and it seems like every year we go into the season saying, oh, well, look at this team. This team's loaded at that. But I think you have to actually break down the roster on this particular Kentucky team because I keep saying this could be one of Cal's best teams in Texas. Uh, just because not only do you have the five-star freshman, and not only do you have a guy back like P.J. Washington, Quade Green, Nick Richards, not only do you have all those guys back, but you add Reed Travis, and they haven't had a guy like that. They haven't had an older veteran player that, quite frankly, could have been the player of the year in another conference had he stayed there, but now he comes over and has a really good shot to be the SEC player of the year and so I just think when you add him to the mix, they've got everything you need. They're going to be a better shooting team uh, this season, I think, that they've got everything you need. And that's why I think Kentucky, to me, is probably the preseason number one team in the country. I just think everything – we always ask about the chemistry, but I just think they've got everything you need uh, to win a national championship. With Tennessee, look, they get their top six scores back. And it's crazy to think that they're picked second in the SEC after you know winning a regular season title last year with Auburn. Uh, but, you know, Tennessee is just Tennessee. But they're going to grind it out. They're going to go out and outwork everybody, and they're going to have a chance to get to the Final Four, I think. You know, I've got two more questions for you, and this next question I think is what college basketball fans and, you know, myself and you included, how can we fix college basketball? I know with the FBI scandal, what is your take on that? How can we fix it? It's such a tough thing and it really is because it's funny we think back to when all this stuff you know dropped out it was last October and you're just thinking you're sitting around and everybody's coming up with all these solutions trying to figure out what you know do we pay players do we not pay players uh and it's just we go back and forth so much I don't think the college basketball is broken to the point that maybe we're led to believe as with anything and Rick Barnes is the one I think that you really look at uh, because he said something at SEC Media Day last week that really caught my eye, and I just it just kind of clicked. Because, like he said, you're going to have people in any profession, in any walk of life, you're going to have people who cheat, and you're going to have people who do the wrong thing. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that are doing the right thing, and so I don't know necessarily that we're looking at, at a sport that's completely broken. Now, is the system broken? Is there things that can be tweaked with the entire system? Absolutely. Um, I don't necessarily think, though, it's just the college basketball thing. We've always known about the, the AAU stuff. We've always known about agent involvement and the runners and all those types of guys. And quite frankly, they're not really going away. I mean, it's just something that's there. And I think it's now just a matter of kind of seeing how everything evolves. How much does this FBI thing kind of, you know, does it change things? I really think we're still just kind of in a wait-and-see mode on that. 
You know, and I completely agree with you. And this is the last question I have for you. It's kind of a two-parted question. First part of the question is, who do you have winning the SEC? Isn't it the same team that could win the SEC tournament? And second part of the question is, who do you see out of the SEC winning the national championship? Yeah, and I would, I always do this, but I think especially in a year like this, it seems like any times I'm torn between a couple teams, um, I always default back to Kentucky, and how do you not? Because you just go into a season, and, and like I mentioned earlier, we always say, you know, there's a couple things we always ask about Kentucky. It's the chemistry, because you have so many new players that are trying to adjust to each other, and it's the three-point shooting, uh, because they, that has been weak sometimes in the past. However, I think they have both issues are better this year than I think they've been in a while because they built that chemistry uh, this summer, this off season, and you just see it with, with all these guys. Um, and like I said, I think they're going to be a better shooting team. You know, getting Tyler Hero in there and guys like that, Wade Green. I just think they're going to shoot the ball better. And, and so I think when you put all that together, you compare Kentucky to everybody else. It's hard not to love them. And it's hard not to think that they can not only win the SEC, uh, but win the national championship. And as I mentioned, too, I think Tennessee and Auburn are the next two challengers uh, for Kentucky. But I do think uh, that Tennessee and Auburn have the makeup, too, to beat teams that can get to the Final Four. And certainly, if you get to the Final Four, you got a shot to play for a national championship. So, You know, I completely agree with you. I want to thank you again for joining the show. You're always welcome. Great friend of mine in the media world. So thank you so much for joining the show, Mr. Blake. No problem, Mitch. Thanks for having me.